ho ho and welcome to a very festive episode of Supernatural Entertainment System. We are days away from the big day, whatever that may be for you reading this podcast right now. Perhaps you're celebrating right now, or maybe you don't feel like it. But no matter how you feel, you'll no doubt be like us, sitting here in SNES HQ, absolutely desperate and begging for inches. <laughs> <laughs> of snow, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is, of course, our Halloween. My name is Gavin. My name is Jenny. My name is Philip. My name is Chris. Boys, are we all ready for mm-hmm. a wee break? Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Uh-huh. We, we, we took a wee break. I mean, we've, we were off for a wee while there. How long's it been? I think it's been about maybe six weeks. Mm. Around that. A while. We promised to do better in 2020. I mm. promise no such thing. Philip, <laughs> Philip promises better. <laughs> Chris doesn't even have a pop shield again. <laughs> <laughs> How is I this possible? Pop much? Yeah, yeah. Chris, much hasn't, pop- Chris hasn't popped in eight months. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to bring you one thing. It's a fucking pop shield. <laughs> pop shield. Um, so, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. Um, Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Oh, Feliz Navidad. Oh, Feliz Navidad, everybody. So the festive season's upon us. And we've got, but I mean, we've still got our responsibilities to carry out mm-hmm. as uh, the Quadratic yeah. Brotherhood. Heavy as the crown. We'll quickly talk about what we do on this show, eh? Please, Gavin, yeah. you up for that? Remind me. Uh, each episode, we bring an example of a specific phenomena based on a pre-selected theme. The theme for this episode is Chris. Tangled and mangled. Tangled and mangled. Tangled and mangled. <laughs> How did you get on with the theme? I enjoyed this one. It was yeah. open enough mm-hmm. to to do some some. Good deep dives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also I found a new website. Which <laughs> yes. really oh good. wow, that's good! What <laughs> is that good. website? For? <laughs> Any chances for my website, Jim? Oh, it's called Wikipedia. <laughs> How did you guys get one? Uh, I realised after writing all mine up that it has very little to do with the theme, uh-huh. but there, uh-huh. there's a very little thread. Tiny, you might <laughs> yes. say. Yeah. I, I have a small tangled thread as well. <laughs> yes. I found it challenging. Uh-huh. Good. Just because you put good. those keywords in, nothing. Mm. That's no, exactly. But that's good. That means yeah. you had to do a little bit mm-hmm. of work, Jerry. Yeah, for once. <laughs> I really, and I'll be doing some work later on. Mm, to I bet. Fit bet. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, did I thumb my beast into the podcast? <laughs> uh, once each of us has delivered the deluge of disgust and dreck. We'll pit each all the tales against our patented supernatural entertainment system, Pentacle System. Mm. Now you're probably asking, what is the pentacle system? What is the pentacle system? Gavin, please tell us. What's the pentacle system? Well, Gavin, I'll stop you there. uh Can you tell me what the pentacle system is? Yeah, sure. It's a a five-pronged point system, Jerry. Right. uh, That we use to determine which beast is best. They are as follows. And we aren't in the business of repeating ourselves. So open those big fucking ears of yours. (laughs) (laughs) First up is physical strength. Now, when I graduated from Small Balls University, (laughs) my lecturer took me aside and quietly shared the best piece of advice I've ever received. It was a quote from Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. I shoved him from the third floor balcony, and after a thorough investigation, I was found not guilty of murder, but I still think back to his words. I feel no remorse for what I did, even though my lecturer landed on a chimp who was there to see her daughter graduate with a master's in roller skating. The t- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 continue. Come on. No, it's fine. It's okay. I'm done now. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? That's fine. Jerry? <laughs> no, no. 
I'm miles away what? <laughs> Any chance you could tell us what your pentacle system... Oh, uh, my pentacle system, all right. Well, my pentacle system is... Let us scroll down pretty far down on these phones. Oh, my God! <laughs> this is what happened. Oh, I've got a big font on my phone, so I don't need to fanny about. Oh, and now fine, look who the right. big fanny is. Right, influence <laughs> is my pentacle system. Let me Let's do that again. Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> influence. Now, getting shit named after you is one thing, but have you ever named something... I'm not talking about a child or even a pet. I'm talking about daubing the words pedo scum on someone's front door. <laughs> Some random you've never met before in a different town even and running away and never looking back. That's influence. It really is. <laughs> Shit, that could happen to any one of us. Don't drink at all. Don't smoke. You must exercise. Eat vegetables and fruit. Not my words. I also went with a quote, Gavin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the words of Robert Mugabe. <laughs> Wise words from the man responsible for the murder of one third of the total population of Zimbabwe, proving once again that a stopwatch is still correct twice a day. <laughs> Murderousness is the number of things killed by the beast in question. Higher is best. <laughs> a tall, frothy, cold glass of rat's piss. <laughs> Disgustery. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. Efficient. Effective. Deadly. <laughs> And of course, not my words. words. <laughs> the words of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> we have finally the wild card, Ooh. which is a factor that can help or hinder a beast. Absolutely. Uh, in order for us to find out what the wild card is, uh-huh. we have to reach deep into Chris's veiny black sack. Uh-huh. And are you ready, Chris? Yes. Excellent. Um, I think, Philip, yeah. this time, please reach your hand in. Uh-huh. And. Ugh. Wow. That's such wow. A, a wet one. No, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. I've pulled out number four. That yeah. is boggishness. Oh. Boggishness. Which is the most boggy? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Will that help? Will that hinder? Will that hinder? I don't Who know. Knows? How do you feel about boggishness? I feel ambivalent. <laughs> boggishness is very good because it's not bogging no it's you not know, boggishness this is, this is long capacity all over again I hate yes. to say that I'm confident yeah. ever but I think this might be my has brought- round to lose <laughs> <laughs> Brian the bog monster watch me fly <laughs> well with that being said we have the categories we're ready mm. but I'm kind of, I don't know, I've just not, we've been away for six weeks. I want to catch up on what's going on in the world. Is there anything we can do? Absolutely. How about some news? Oh, sure. Friend of the show, uh, Yuri Geller. Oh. Is back on the scene. Love it. This is a story from the 20th of December of this year. Oh, really? It's hot off the presses. It's going, man. From unexplainedmysteries.com. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri Geller claimed that he swayed the UK election result. What? Oh, fuck's sake, again? Like you didn't already know it. <laughs> uh, so the controversial illusionist uh, whose psychic feats <laughs> have often been met with a significant degree of scepticism recently appeared on UK telev- television to claim that he had given Johnson an energised spoon. <laughs> <laughs> always, oh, always with oh, the spoons. Always Aye. with the spoons, man. Always with he the gave spoons. Him an so spoon test. Yuri Geller's fault, essentially. Oh, and he's proud of it as well. He was there to ensure that Jeremy Corbyn would not win the vote. That was his own... He wasn't even that fussed about Boris particularly winning. Yeah, just wanted just Jeremy out. didn't win. That's um, put it in a new light for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the first time he's uh, tried to rig a vote. Mm. He was seen putting a fork into 
John Majors is arsenal. <laughs> 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 also during the same interview, <laughs> Geller produced a certificate from the CIA. Oh no! Way. A certificate from a the CIA. A certificate from the CIA that he claims they've issued him, proving that they've tested him mm-hmm. and that he is indeed not insane. Fucking legit. <laughs> He's legit. legit. Powers. Fucking legit. Big stamp. <laughs> he said, "Before you take the Mickey out of me." <laughs> Because I know I'll this stop sounds, you there. <laughs> you <take> the <laughs> I know this sounds very light-hearted. Let me show you and read to you what the CIA's conclusion is about my powers. Then this is a quote directly from Geller himself from a piece of paper he's printed. <laughs> <laughs> as a result, as a result of Geller's success in this experimental period, we consider that he has demonstrated his paranormal perception ability in a convincing and serious manner. Fuck. So. Can't really argue with that, can you? It's all there from the old CIA. Mm. Um, So they then pointed out that interfering in an an election is illegal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Geller said, "Uh, the big question is, can you actually prove that? (laughs) 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 Can you prove that my energy stopped Corbyn and that the spoon I gave to Boris Johnson made him the Prime Minister in a big way? (laughs) I believe in it, but can you prove it? I mean, does that not, in the end, completely negate his entire <laughs> shit? Yeah, yeah, can exactly. you prove it? Can you prove it? Can well, you can you prove it? I no. Just, you just admitted to it. <laughs> well, he's We've got just got a, a confession. He's got a certificate. <laughs> got a certificate. Well, you guys don't have a certificate. Well, we'll see about that by the end of the show. From the CIA. Uh, who's up next with news? I will give you the celebrity beat. Yes, man. So, Jonathan Chebin, which is Kim Kardashian's BFF has had his life saved by a motherfucking ghost. Oh, wow. Yep, a motherfucking ghost. (laughs) Chippen recalls a really scary incident that took place a few days ago in his Florida apartment. He exclaimed um, that he was filming a video um, and he decided to put a picture of himself above his bed. Right. Which is is good, I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he says that this this Romeo Brito picture was gorgeous, but very, very heavy. So his mum, who was staying with him, Mm -hmm. um, advised him to take it down because it might fall on him. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Oh, a bit of foreshadowing there. It's not really foreshadowing. But um, <laughs> he said basically he was too tired to take it down, didn't take it down. So he goes to bed. It's three o'clock. He's got to wake up at seven o'clock um, for something. Hustle. And, Prayers. Yeah, hustle. yeah, to hustle, to grind, rise and grind. And at half, half Get the bread. five in the morning, the most unholy hour, he wakes up screaming like a demon and is a... That, those are exact words. Like, screaming like, like a George demon. Like George Lynch, the screaming like demon. George Lynch, the screaming demon. <laughs> Basically, he woke up screaming at that exact point. The picture fell down, and because he woke up screaming, right. it just bumped us on the head <laughs> instead of, in his words, killing him. Oh, my God. Wow. So he says what he thinks it was is there was somebody from above that moved him from that scream, and he thinks it happened at the exact same second the picture fell. <sighs> well, and he says he would have definitely have been dead. Well, there you go. Again, so, again, once again, conclusive proof of the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no certificate. No, no, he doesn't but, have a certificate, no, and this is true. But this he true. does have a great friend in Kim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give some news next. Um, now, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm going to quote Merkid. The Merkid Sun star in California eh, has reported in some festive fun <coughs> with a church pastor. Love it. According to the paper, police spotted a car with a nude man tied up with nylon rope in the front passenger seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once they approached the car, they said they saw the church pastor... Rearranging his clothing in the back seat. Uh huh. We were just playing, said uh-huh. the pastor, age 61. We just meet up from time to time. Now, the pastor, for his part, 
denies the event happened as it is being reported. I won't deny that he began to take his clothes off and propositioned me, but I will deny on a stack of Bibles with God as my witness that I did nothing. Oh. Now, brushing over that amazing double negative that he used, <laughs> I'd put this forward as an example of Satan tempting the righteous. Ooh. Finally. Anyone ever been tied up in a car with Nylon and then denied it later? No. <laughs> no. Don't happen by accident. Yeah, that's it. It's not something you just stumble into, is it? Um, I have been tempted, though, as a righteous man uh, in my life, and I have often had to shy away from those temptations mm-hmm. to remain. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I understand completely what is... Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's like the for the grace of God yeah, am I right it, yes that's a sin for yes. him mm-hmm. that's a sin for him and a sin for me in a lot of ways the things I've had to deal with because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too t- t- tall <laughs> you need to get tied up in the front seat though uh, well that's it you I'll get tied up in the back seat right, exactly, ah, that's, exactly. It. that's why I'm always shotgun yeah. you don't get motion sick as well <laughs> i probably get motion sick yeah. <laughs> Gavin I'm alright Jerry <laughs> get like I have news from the mirror about a mirror that's right (laughs) (laughs) a haunted mirror right believed to be possessed by the ghost of the captain of the Titanic Mm. is set to go under the hammer for more than 10,000 hopefully they don't put the mirror under the hammer hey come on (laughs) (laughs) I've got more (laughs) keep going (laughs) the 110 year old mirror is believed to be possessed uh, once a year by Edward John Smith, who left it on the dressing table on his home in Stoke-on-Trent before he fucked off on the Titanic. A servant to the captain, Ethelwine, was offered to take one item from the home when he went down with the ship uh, in 1912, and he kept that, they kept that as a keepsake in lieu of their wages, which is a bit wide. But the terif- I'll take the mirror, mate. I'll take the mirror. Uh, this terrified maid told relatives she would still see Captain Smith's face in the mirror each year on the anniversary of his death. Since then, the haunted mirror has been passed down by relatives and was discovered in uh, in Wolverhampton, in a deceased estate, by owner David Smith, who kept it in a vault for the last five years. And yeah, so it's going to go up for ten grand. Um, But it's not the only time the old iceberg magnet appeared in the news. Uh, Last (laughs) month, a couple was terrified after the ghost of the captain photobombed them (laughs) in a historic pub with connections to the doomed ship. So that's twice this captain's been involved in paranormal stories uh-huh. in the last like month or two he's leaping about imagine place, every yeah. year on the day of your death you come back to the midlands <laughs> be in the mirror to just look like, at some kind of or look at a ceiling if it's just in the ground <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in storage so he just appears, waiting for this. he's appeared for the last five years with just sees like a sheet <laughs> some sheets they catch you when you're having a ghostly slash <laughs> if you knew that a ghost was going to appear in your mirror right yeah yeah what would you do is just one one time a year it appears. It's not going to be able to tell anyone. Aye, mm. what would you do? I would do <laughs> that would thing. You, what would you show? Oh, you look really sad. Like I've, I've captured this ghost. <laughs> well, that's what I've got plans like. for. Yeah. Like the ghost is actively haunting you. Yeah, yeah. You've got a ghost yeah. once a year. Yeah, I do that that with. V with my fingers to my mouth and be like, blah, 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 blah. And be like eh. <laughs> I'm just, just hanging thinking. about in a, in a really open dressing gown for most of oh, 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 dear. Oh. <laughs> Again? I, oh. Captain. Why are you thought, taking the day off to do this? <laughs> As Chris is someone who spends a lot more time in front of a mirror than a all of time, us. Yep. The budgie of Geshcast. The budgie of Geshcast. <laughs> so in budgie. How do you feel about it? Do you, would you spend 10 grand on a mirror? Um, if I'm being, they look good, eh? Yeah, oh, well, it's not yeah. a miracle. <laughs> it's not a miracle one. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you could do a lot because you basically have your own captured ghost. Yeah. 
Um, I think, think you would you would fuck with it. Do you know what I mean? You would put a, a sheet over your head, and you know, you either pretend to be a ghost or pretend to be in the clan. <laughs> and just you know, pretend. Off know. Off pretend. Why don't you take just the sheets? Why don't you take the mirror to a cliff edge? Watch him uh-huh. scramble about <laughs> 200 feet up. Well, that's like just taking a cliff edge? Like a fucking like I don't know, breath of fire or whatever it was called with the dragons mm. that film with the dragons just put that up to the telly and he'd be like oh my god <laughs> dragons have attacked London yeah. Um, but yeah I just thought it was interesting I've often wished to see someone other than myself when I gaze into the mirror <laughs> anyone anyone <laughs> so it's come to my attention as the host of this episode uh-huh. that we have not one but two games for the main show uh-huh. now how do we want to play this before we get into the meat and potatoes do we want to have a little bit of fun Sure, why Let's not? Let's have a little bit of fun. Now, what would you mm-hmm. like to do? Phil, I know you have a game. I do. Chris, you have a game. Mm-hmm. I also have a game. Okay. It's slightly more in the traditional vein of Supernatural Entertainment System, though, so should we do that one first? Sure, yeah. You please. up for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. let's go Absolutely. try to warm us up again. Usually we keep this quiz till the end of the show because mm. it's so fucking good. <laughs> but let's do them a quick quiz, okay? Yeah. And let's this time, it. it's festive-themed. Oh. oh. Prepare the bells in the background. That's right. A ding dong, ding dong. You boy, as ever, we have a selection of jokes. Yes. I've got the set up. I'm so bad at this. Up yes. to you to give me the punchline. I'm so shit no. at this. Yes. Oh, no. If you think you know the answer, please say your name. Let's try that now. Jerry. Philip. Chris. And as ever, give me the fuck nuggeting respect of letting me complete the setup before answering. So we'll start with an easy one. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, Phil, could you write up on the board the PKG meter? I'll write up the PKG meter. Thank you. Let's never do this off show. <laughs> no. PKG. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll start. This is not a... Just to give you an example of how the game works, I'm going to give you an example question. This is not a pointed question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Question. This will be the one I get. Set up one. Yeah. Why couldn't the skeleton go to the Christmas party? Chris. Chris? Because he had no body to go because with. Because he had no body to go yeah. with. That's I right. See. I'm surprised you didn't go Give for that Give me a one. point. <laughs> That's the case, but I'm not ah, pressing that okay. I'm, That's true. That's I'm an like, example of how the game is filled in right. blink. I'm just ready for the real ones. I'm determined to get one this time. Okay. Questions <laughs> so bad or setup uh-huh. one. What do you get if you cross Santa uh-huh. with a duck? Santa with a duck. What do you get if you cross Santa with a duck? Phil. Phil. Feather Christmas. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that at all. Uh-huh. But I think that's a funnier one, and I'm going to give you the point. Thanks, man. Yeah, what do you get if you cross Santa with a duck? Was it Father Quackmas? It's a Christmas quacker. Ah, okay. I think Feather Christmas is Feather funny. Christmas is good. Um, <laughs> there you go. I'm ready. Yep. What do angry mice send to each other at Christmas? Angry mice. You give me that again, please. <laughs> what do angry mice send to each other at Christmas? So think about things you send to people at mm-hmm, Christmas, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. I like this. It's very laboured. <laughs> if you want a hint. <laughs> Anyone? What do mice send each other? Angry mice send each angry other. Angry mice. Angry mice. That's important. I feel like angry's doing a lot of heavy lifting in this. It is. No? No, not a clue. What do angry mice send to each other at Christmas? Cross mouse cards. 
That's terrible. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Why are Christmas trees so fond of the past? Hmm. Why are Christmas trees so fond of the past? I think Jerry will like this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very cheery joke. Guys, he won't get it, but he'll like it. Hmm. <laughs> Christmas tree. Think about things. Fond Christmas tree imagery. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's about as much as I can give you without completely giving you the punchline. Why are Christmas trees so fond of the past, Jerry? Um, Dweeb. Why is this so hard? This is so difficult. <laughs> it's not once you hear it, you'll be like, shit, that's. I wish I'd got that. I wish I'd got that. Is that a clue? No. In no way, shape, or form. I'm just going to tell you. Oh, please yeah. do. Why are Christmas trees so fond of the past? Because the presents beneath them. Oh. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's. it's really yeah. I mean, it works. Really yeah. It absolutely works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. what do vampires sing on New Year's Eve? There's always a vampire's one. Mm. Yeah. It's normally something to do with jam, because that looks like blood. <laughs> on New Year's Eve? On New what Year's do vampires Eve. sing on New Year's Eve? <laughs> you think about traditional New Year's Eve songs. Uh-huh. Try and wedge a vampire thing in there. Oh, sanguine. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> it's good, and it is the right song, but, but it's not the pun I'm looking for. Right. But is it as good as Feather Christmas? <laughs> it's not as good as Feather Christmas. No, I think it is. Let's be honest now. What do vampires sing on New Year's Eve? Anyone? Don't know. Old Fang sign. Oh, oh fuck. Old Sang was right there. there. It was right doesn't there. Scan it literally as well, means man. bloody. <laughs> it doesn't scan as well. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Last one. Last this one. is Here it. Here we go. Or else I've romped this. What <laughs> athlete is the warmest in winter? Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> What athlete is the warmest in winter? Athlete, fuck. I mean, this could be Daley Thompson or something. Athletes just like. He's just bailing. Well, think about different sports. Uh huh. Different Olympic sports. Oh, so it's in the Olympiad. Let's just it's say. in the 23 that. sports in the <laughs> Olympiad. It's in the Olympiad. <laughs> is this the Winter Olympiad or the Summer Olympiad? <laughs> it's, the, it's the Summer Olympiad. Right. Think about right, those the events uh -huh, and why uh -huh. would they be warm? I'm not why leaving this until we'll get it. Warmth. What's the question again? Do any of the sports involve fire? It's not to do with the heat of the event. It's to do with a pun. What athlete is the warmest in winter? <laughs> so is it a specific person or is it someone who takes not, part? No, of course a... it's not a specific person. <laughs> of course. <sorry. laughs> right, so is there the sport itself? Yes. Okay. Okay. We can, we can do this, boys. We can do it. We Think about this. the Olympic sports. Uh -huh. Sprinter. No. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. You say I. Oh yeah, yeah. Sprinter. <laughs> I. I know that doesn't make Wait, any did sense. Wait, you get an answer if it was summer or winter Olympics. Summer. Summer. Summer, summer, summer games. Before. Right. Yeah. It's not Lex Loser. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's good. Why is he warm? <laughs> Just a winter sport. And he's, you know. Mostly. <laughs> I think Jerry I like the way, the way you were going down the line there you're saying sprinter sprinter long jumper oh anyone want to say the answer <laughs> Phil uh -huh. long jumper it is long jumpers yes, yes. 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 Woo. Woo. <laughs> Phil has won this long fucking game yes <laughs> finally well, there right. we go little, that's enough fun that was a little bit of fun <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs>
and we are back in the room after that side splitting jokeathon. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't laugh now. <laughs> it's too late to laugh now. Don't, don't you dare laugh. Um, so we're ready. Yep. Time to get into the meat and Pumped. potatoes. Batman's dinner. Yes. We're going to each give <laughs> what? That's always funny. <laughs> toast and patty. Yeah, it's a bit of toast and patty. <laughs> um, so yeah, who wants to go first with their their beast? I'm happy to go first as the winner of that quiz. Yes. Happy to go first. Take the reins. So this week, boys, for Tangled and Mangled, mm-hmm. I present to thee the Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the legend of the Snallygaster begins in the 1730s. German immigrants to the United States, Maryland in particular, told tales of the Schnellergeist, mm. the quick ghost, <laughs> a massive creature <laughs> said to be half boyd, half reptile, <laughs> and all dragon in maths that do not work. That would terrorise livestock and farmers alike. Love it. One of them. Good. Snallygasters have large bird-like wings. Mm-hmm. But its body is covered in scales. Uh-huh. It has big hook-like claws, like that of an eagle. No. But bigger and more hook-like. <laughs> its beak is metal. And it has razor-sharp teeth. Some stories say that the beast has one eye and a 20-foot tail. But all agree that its most fucked-up feature are the long... Tentacles that spew forth no from this metallic munch hole. Shit. Using Fuck these off. tendrils, the Snallygaster would ensnare its prey, dragging it slowly towards its willing mouth to suck <laughs> the blood from their bones, leaving them a tangled, mangled mess. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's how I fit it in. <laughs> the creature had a wee resurgence in the early 1900s when a rash of sightings and disturbances were reported. The Snallygaster was allegedly found sleeping in empty barns around the state and feeding on their livestock. One report said that they'd found an egg in their barn, but it mysteriously lost it before he got a chance to get a photograph or anything. No, I just ate it. (laughs) (laughs) So many reports sprang up around that time that the the Smithsonian offered a reward for proof of the beast, and Theodore Roosevelt himself uh, postponed a trip to personally hunt the Snallygaster. Is that true? As. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Following the death and raunchous sucking of this one guy, three other guys decided that they'd had enough of the dragon's pish. They want to get sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and they fought the beast. The Snallygaster fled to a nearby wood and was not seen again for 23 years. No. It's a long nap. That's like it. Yeah, I was thinking. The next anyways. time the Snallygaster appeared was to be its last. A moonshiner tending to his still in the wilds of Maryland heard the screams of the Snallygaster, which he later described as sounding like a train whistle. <laughs> he looked up to see the dragon circling above him. The Snallygaster went limp and dove straight for him, ploughing into the moonshine still, causing it no, to no. explode. No way. No. After running to town, the moonshiner reported the incident. And a crowd of locals arrived at the scene to find the fire still raging, with the flaming carcass of the Snallygaster very much dead. Everyone was so aghast and shocked by the situation that nobody took a photograph. <laughs> so shocked. <laughs> the lifespan of the Snallygaster is said to be around 23 years. They are said to be able to be foretell their own death and will lay eggs the day before they die. Given this spectacular fact, it is believed that the offspring of the Snallygaster still inhabit the state of Maryland mm. hiding in barns cookies eating cows laying low until next time 
Jesus. That's good. Yeah. That's a lot of pentacle points. <laughs> yeah, that's a ton that's of pentacle really points, doesn't it? Almost as if I'm off work, so I had time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would like to go next? I will go up next. Oh, yes. I you knew right Chris had his phone out. Exactly. You saw him. Yeah, yeah, so last, as always, unfolding his Unfolding his phone. I had to put the Star Trek TNG font on his phone. <laughs> My beast. It's not really a beast. I want you to meet Giles Corey. Oh, He's man. from Northampton, England. But in 1659, he decided that Salem sounded like a place that might go places. That had a ring of destiny about it. The farmer Giles was minted, and when he set foot on that holy ground of Salem, he got wired into buying lots of land and generally being an English toff abroad. But as we all know, with great power comes great immunity to murder charges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sick of the layabout <laughs> Jacob Goodale, who had the fucking temerity to steal two apples, two apples! Mm. In 1675, Giles exacted justice by beating him to death in a barn. Now, the world-famous Salem criminal justice system found Giles guilty of murder, and he was given the hefty sentence of a small fine. (laughs) Anyway, flash forward to Giles' dotage. She's now 80 years old, and he got married to Martha, a ye-oldie goldie digger. Mm. Now, Martha was a bit racy for a man like Giles. It was the Anne Nicole Smith to J. Howard Marshall all over again, or only before. She'd been married previously and had an affair, giving birth to the bastard child in exile from her previous husband. But now she's left that chump and hitched up with elderly rich man Giles, and she probably had a 16th century boob job using sawdust and corn husk. <laughs> <laughs> but a mere two years after the happy day, Martha was arrested for witchcraft. <gasps> Gasp. Some Good. local Torags swore they'd seen Martha's spirit leave her body. Someone then said they'd been visited by Martha's spirit, which tried to force her to, quote, write her name in the devil's book. <laughs> this is a thinly veiled metaphor for female masturbation mm. now someone else said they'd seen a ghost to claim that Martha had murdered them basically the spooky odds had been stacked against her Martha was in the sights of the afterlife and they were going to have their pound of flesh and what has been described as the first act of the nascent Fathers for Justice movement Giles decided <laughs> to testify against his wife sending her doubtless to the gallows but because this was Salem and everyone was high as a kite and crop fungus, stepping in <laughs> ship left and right, a month later Giles was arrested for witchcraft too. Aye, aye, aye. He pleaded not guilty but refused to put himself on the court because of his contempt for the lot of them. He wanted to quote what death they would put him to mm. rather than be found guilty. Now because he stood mute he was sentenced to pen forty door. This was illegal at the time, and Giles is the only person in the US who was ever sentenced to it. Pen Forty Door meant he was crushed to death oh. over two days. <laughs> he was forced to lie on his back, naked, had a board placed in his body. Large stones were then added to this over a few days until he died. He was given just enough food and water to maintain him in agony. His famous last words were, More weight! <laughs> which prompted yes. the local sheriff to take his cane and push his tongue back into his mouth so he could no longer speak. With his last words, he said, I curse you, Sheriff, and I curse all of Salem. It's probably a bit more ethical. <laughs> <laughs> well, brothers, that curse makes Giles Corey's story just about eligible to be submitted <laughs> to this week's sketchcast. Giles Corey continued to haunt Salem down through the ages. He regularly appears in Howard Street Cemetery, which was built on the site of his squashing. When he's not screaming in agony amongst the trees, he's seen floating horizontally amongst the gravestones, screaming in agony. Now, many a Salemite and visiting Blair Witch fan have felt his clammy, flat hand upon their shoulders <laughs> and his distorted, distended tongue tickling their tuchus. <laughs> in what some ghost historians have called a last-ditch attempt at murderousness, Giles has haunted Salem sheriffs <laughs> down through the ages. The sheriff that poked his tuchus-tickling tongue back into his dead head died of heart failure. <gasps> 
as did subsequent badge-wielding fascists in the town. In fact, the sheriff curse only lifted in 91 when the sheriff's office was moved from Salem to nearby Middleton. Everyone's ticker's been chipper since. Now, Giles has a habit of unfolding around big events, with his last mass sighting of his flat form presaging the Great Fire of Salem in 1914, in which there was a great fire in Salem. <laughs> 20,000 buildings were burned down and many lost their lives. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the human bungalow single-story Giles Corey as this episode's <laughs> real beast. Very nice. Very Lovely nice. stuff. Good. Lovely stuff. <sighs> oh, Jesus. Oh, it's intense. Oh, I kind of wish we hadn't done my game first because then there's nothing else for the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like some fun now. We should do three. No. no. Why not? Why not? Shut up. No. Shut up. Are you just dying it's to go? It's Halloween. Are you just dying to go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me go then right, let's, okay. let's just hear it yep. let's I mean, hear it we're exhausted but let's hear it let's, let's hear, hear it, it. nothing so says this is fun uh, like let's yeah. fucking hear it a reminder this is fun fun yeah. fun remember mm. fun so today <laughs> we're going to do a fact or crap based yes. on the 1995 Tobe Hooper film starring Robert England that you've seen Gavin The Mangler I have seen The Mangler it seems yeah, seen like it might be slightly biased then. I'll be yeah, honest yeah. I, I don't even remember I'd seen The Mangler until I couldn't remember The Mangler <laughs> until you said you've seen The Mangler I'm like oh yeah I have you have seen The Mangler so standard factor <laughs> crap rules you have seen The Mangler <laughs> just yes. shout out just shout out just shout out just yeah. name. it's not the first it's whoever's right okay. everyone gets okay. points based okay. on whether they're right or not let so me, I don't care let what, me just correct the board what order people come in let's just have it right they're changeable. Yeah. Good, good radio work there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Question one. The Mangler is a laundry folding machine subs- uh, supposedly possessed by a demon. Is that true or false? Is I that mean, fact or crap? crap? I'm going to say crap. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Should of have course it is. On that one. None of you seen The Mangler? <laughs> never. I've never even heard of it. Right. The Mangler? <laughs> the Mangler? Second question. The Mangler is based on a true story. Fact. Crap. Fact. It is crap. Ah, Fuck. Coming for your baby. (laughs) Baby. The Mangler is based on a book by Master of Horror, Sean Hudson. Fact. Fact. Crap. It's crap. It's Stephen King. (laughs) My God. Fuck you. I have seen The Mangler. (laughs) And now we get into the good stuff. You're taking my mantle off me having seen The Mangler. I was in The Mangler. Right. I am the Mangler. My soul screaming the, the Mangler. I am Joseph Mangler. <laughs> <laughs> Just Joe Mangle. That's, that's, that's friendly, are you? That's when I buy my sandwiches in the high street. <laughs> the Mangler's first victim is Sherry, the young girl from the front desk. She's fooling around with a boyfriend after hours um, when her partially removed clothing gets caught in the machine and she's pulled into the machine, crushed flat and folded like a sheet. Fact. Her lover. Oh, wait. Sorry. Wait. I'm wait. Got excited. Back. Her lover <laughs> flees the scene. Uh huh. After failing to free her, leaving her to her fate. Fact. Fact. Crap. It's crap. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. not seen the Mangler? God damn. <laughs> I thought you said you seen the Mangler. <laughs> I was making up. The Mangler's first victim is Mrs. Frolly, an elderly worker struggling to open a bottle of antacids. Gavin's nodding. She spills (laughs) them onto the moving tread. When she attempts to collect them, the safety is inexplicably lifted up. She traps her hand, then she is pulled in, crushed flat and folded like a sheet. (laughs) Crap, crap, crap. 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 Facts. It's fact. (laughs) I thought he was trying 
Fucking do this. Fucking straight. I'm winning. It. I've seen the mangler. <laughs> <laughs> the machine. <laughs> the machine is finally defeated when an exorcism is performed upon it. Crap. Is that, is that a, right. Uh, <laughs> fact. Fact. That is crap. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Have you seen the mangler too? <laughs> <laughs> the exorcism does not defeat the machine. Facts are crap. (laughs) The machine is powered by antacids. Fact or crap? (laughs) An absolute fact. Fact. Crap. It is a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Small finger told it all. That tiny finger. The town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on, keep going. We've got another 12. The first assistant director. <laughs> in the story, the town has been sacrificing their daughters to the mangler in exchange for wealth and power. Fact or crap? Crap. Crap. Fact. It's a fact. <laughs> None. Zero. This is what I go for. I'll aim for a, a clean swoop. Clean swoop. Right, last one. The part of the mangler is played by Ray Park. <laughs> <laughs> fact. It does an excellent lightsaber fight. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it's crap. It is crap. No. Yes! Is Jerry's off the... He's broke a duck's back or something. Yes. Well done, Jerry. I, I think Gavin wins that one. I won Gavin that one. The guy who's seen the mangler. Comfortably. <laughs> I'm surprised because I've watched the mangler and I could not remember any of it. Oh, well. Mm. So, Me either. Uh, it was just yeah. based on deduction. Deduction. <laughs> he's really smart. It's because um, you know me so well. Well, I know him... <laughs> my story do you mind if I go Chris do you mind if you I go know, la- I don't you mind. do always go last I don't mind going last my story is called Bucharest in Peace <laughs> <laughs> where I'm going to tell you a little bit about the witch's pond okay now to peel back the skin a little as Jerry coined I'm going to let you read us in on a little secret of the supernatural <laughs> entertainment system industry see when we're all writing up our stories we're trying to crowbar in as many references to each of the pentacle system points as we can. Because even though barely anyone listens to this show, and we and the stakes are so fucking low, <laughs> we are just that small time enough to still feel the pull of competition. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Listen out for it in the other segments, as they try to bow and scrape for the affection of a system that frankly isn't worth the time. It's kind of pathetic. So this episode, I'm going to just tell you a fun, spooky story, and hey, if I happen to win... You better believe I earned it through hard, honest work (laughs) and not subterfuge. So the Witch's Pond. I was drawn to this because, as you'll know, I happen to love the idea of sinking into a bog, never to be found again. These two have had a chat before this fucking (laughs) The Witch's Pond looks absolutely perfect for this endeavour. Look at this. That is the Witch's Pond right here. Mm -hmm. Look how bogging it looks. It does look disgusting. It's boggish. It looks boggy. I don't know if it's boggish. Come on, somebody. It's a stretch. (laughs) Many supernatural enthusiasts Mm. brave the wilds of the Bucharest countryside to visit the pond, tucked away in the thick Padrea Bolda Crescoletza forest in northern Romania. I like it, though. Yeah, I know me too. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a good boy. Some visit to experience the supernatural phenomena that has been reported in the area over hundreds of years. <laughs> Some visiting for the mystic properties of the pond itself. Many Romanian locals believe that the water's cursed, and while it remains a popular destination for brave tourists with their backpacks, hiking-style trainers, and ribbed condoms, 
The locals maintain a respectful <laughs> distance, like Chris, after he fucks and doesn't like to be touched. <laughs> the area is hugely popular with self-proclaimed witches who visit the area regularly. The waters are said to aid in the casting of spells and either amplify their effects or heighten the chances of success. Mm. Now, when I tell you about which famous historical figure is said to be connected to the pond, I'm sure it will take your breath away. And if it does, you'll need an inhaler. Vlad the inhaler, that is. <laughs> because, yes, Vlad Tepes, the man who would go on to inspire Bram Stoker's Dracula, was said to have been killed at that very pond. Oh, wow. The true history of his death is unverified, but locals insist that the warlord was beheaded there in 1476, mere years before our own Jerry Maguire came into this world. <laughs> <laughs> Some less fun properties of the, the pond. Uh, depending on your point of view, local uh, legend says that if a young woman does not want to carry her baby to term, mm. simply takes a quick dip in this shit tip and it'll make <laughs> the pregnancy disappear. Oh, nice. Indeed, if the pond seems to have an effect on local wildlife as well. None drink from the water and none uh, are nesting in the surrounding areas. One article that I read stated that the animals preferred to die of dehydration <laughs> than drink from that water, which to this senior it's investigator... A preference. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. Maybe, it's, it? maybe it's lightly carbonated. I'd rather die. <laughs> Calm down. Drink the water. <laughs> Take a drink. Now, where does this water come from? Surveys of the land can attest to no discovered natural source, most saying it must come from deep under the earth, oh, perhaps right. deeper than we care to imagine. Mm -hmm. If this pond truly is the product of a demonic aqueduct, it would explain the eerie crap that goes on there. Am I right? Aye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The pond itself is five metres in diameter. <laughs> Facts. A fact that never changes. No matter if there's torrential rain or uh -huh. a drought, uh -huh. it always stays at that same level and that same size. Never expanding, never constricting. When asked about this phenomena, <laughs> expert Glenn Danzig was heard to say, <laughs> Mother! So that's it. I like tall bodies of water. I like small bodies of water. But if there's witches, they're wired for pond. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the witch's pond. Sounds like one shitty pond. Yeah. Yeah. What a tangled... <laughs> Web. Mangled, mangled web it weaves. It's like Chris's water feature, man. <laughs> dead, 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 dead from the bogging. waist down, <laughs> falling into the sinkhole. Yeah, <laughs> Built on top of the sinkhole. So, Chris, please enlighten us. Go last, yes. <laughs> please. Cut for a sec, I have piss. Honestly, too hard for that. We have half an hour. <gasps> Podcast. Land the plane, Chris. Imagine you're a young man. Difficult for us old cunts. More acquainted. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the, diff the dust and dandruff of old age than the piss and vinegar of youth. But please try and imagine. You're a young man walking down a lonely road of an evening, perhaps returning from trumpet practice, perhaps wandering home from a few drinks after work. You see a, a lovely young lady with long hair uh, walking towards you. As you're about to pass, she smiles at you. This is something none of you repulsive idiots can possibly imagine. But no. maybe the people from home, you know, the reader at home, maybe. might be able to. She smiles at you, and being the young chancellor that you are, you flash a smile back. And with that simple act, your fate is sealed. <laughs> her long hair suddenly flies at you, moving independently of her pretty head. You feel barbs pierce your clothes and skin as you realise the hair is hooked and barbed and holding you fast. 
the hair envelops you, twisting and tangling around you, <laughs> tearing at your skin, ripping you apart and leaving only your mangled remains behind. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, <laughs> the Harry and Agel. <laughs> now, if you're a weeb and you're correct my pronunciation at home, you can fuck up. The Harry and Agel is a frightening female ghoul from Japan. Um, she's described as a beautiful woman with extremely long hair tipped with thorn-like barbs and her hair is under her direct control and she uses it to ensnare men. Shit, like Medusa like from Medusa the... Like Medusa from the Eternals, <laughs> maybe? No, for, what do they call them? They're on the moon? Inhumans. That's the one. Sorry, Chris, we're trampling like all over. Jennifer <laughs> Aniston in the 90s. <laughs> there is, however, one way to escape the Harry and I go. Mm. You know how I like an escape clause? Mm. This way is to run like fuck. You do like, you do like a way out. <laughs> if you can manage to get free, it is recommended that you take to your heels and leave. <laughs> the Harry and Agar will chase you, but the thing is, if you can run faster than her and get somewhere safe before she catches you, mm-hmm. you're safe. Oh, is that right? Just she bolt? W- oh, yeah, just bolt. So if you can get away from her, you're okay? Yeah, the trick is to run faster than her right. uh-huh. for longer than her and you will manage to get away. And if you can get to somewhere where she cannot get inside, that's you you're, safe. you're safe. And if you can stay there until morning, that's when she goes home. <laughs> just goes up the road at that point. Yeah, so that's it. You just need to follow Jerry's uh, Fortnite tactics and lock yourself in a cupboard. <laughs> And fucking stay there. Yes, and that's man. it. The Harry and I go. Eyes of starvation. Big dabs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. That's good advice. Yeah, I think that's it good is. advice for most beasts. Yeah, just get run. away from it. Yeah, get away. Fucking get bitches away, leave. Get away. <laughs> you stick some wine right up your nose. <laughs> I want to fuck with you, Sal. <laughs> so with that, we have now got all of our beasts and stories. They're all in the supernatural paddocks whinnying <laughs> and moaning and pleasure I like the idea of a paddock yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good bucking and snorting bucking and snorting they're <laughs> inflamed and rutting sore. oh <laughs> rubbing their hard cock <laughs> that's that's a, sorry. swollen hoofs no 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 um so let's go through each of the pentacle system categories and find out who won which one Physical strength. <laughs> <laughs> the Snallygaster wins, boys. There's nothing stronger than a dragon. That's a hard pill for something to swallow, but I guess it's just tough shit for those guys. <laughs> Influence. <laughs> it is said that Vlad the Impaler met his grisly end at the Witch's Pond. Imagine such a man. A feared warlord finding his last moments sinking deep into gallons of liquid funeral. Seeing, <laughs> hearing, and feeling nothing save the burning of his own lungs. Lucky cunt. Madrasness. It's the Snallygaster again, boys. Oh. He's moved to hoover up cattle <laughs> and farmers. Oh, <laughs> that was very cute. Oh, disgustingly. Oh, very precious. Oh. Very pervy. Single story Giles Corey's flat gory death took one ton, two days, and see disgustery. Yes. Ow! The Harry and Agu wins boggishness. What? Oh my goodness, I did not believe that. I'm not too happy about it if I'm perfectly honest. Why? I just think I should have won that one. <laughs> um, so we know now 
who is real. And I'm not going to take away that fucking mm, prestige that from, from asking that question. I'm going to leave that up to you, Phil, to ask the real question. What is real? We should have discussed his name is real. Yeah, Snallygaster. Merry Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> offender Snallygaster. <laughs> oh, off it goes. Flapping its wangs. Freed from the paddock. <laughs> Flipping the bird backwards at us. <laughs> Fighting Mickey Rooney up a lighthouse. <laughs> um, that is the end of the show. Oh, hey. well done. Um, well I done. want to ask everyone uh, mm-hmm. who's here to join hands with me. Thank you. We're all joining hands now. Thank you for doing the podcast with us for another year. I love you and appreciate all of you. Yes. yes. Join us in 2020 for more of the same. Pesh. Listen. More. Hi. Holding. Go to the Patreon. Uh, Sign up. Pledge yourself at the Patreon. This is getting faster. And remember, it's patreon.com forward slash guestcast and send us your stuff on Twitter. If you listen to the Patreon show, you hear all your questions. You'll hear extra personal perception and uh, all that stuff. Thank you once again for listening and have a great year and festive season. And remember... Frightly beef. beef. Should all the quintess be forgotten? Is that all sanguine? <laughs>